You start it. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about addiction and dumb shit. That's what you say? <laughs> no, no, you say the drugs. About the, the, the podcast about drugs and dumb shit. I think it was other dumb shit. And other dumb shit. And addiction. And addiction. And recovery. Dave is quickly declining. I'm tired, man. He's tired, but we're going to do one more. And he's going to play you a song, too. I'm not going to do that's it. That's what's going to do. You're going to percolate and play that song. Right, play the one that's, um, how does it go? I want to be good so bad. Start it. Do it. Let's start with the song because that's going to get you going. Yeah. This is actually a really good song. Dave played one a couple episodes ago, but this one's straight fire. I think, wait, wait, I think that Dave and his band, what he should oh, do. Oh, my fucking neck. Shut up. What he should do is play this song, and then they play all his other songs, and then play the song at the end, because I think it's really catchy. The thing about this song, and it's actually interesting, because we were talking about people that we knew who died. I, whenever I, I wrote this song a million years ago, and when I'd go to rehab, I'd always play the song, and people in rehab always loved the song. It's always like, recovery people liked it. And I met, I met this kid in Florida who, like, he had killed somebody high behind the wheel, you know, and he was in rehab instead of in jail. And then, like, he relapsed on crack and clonopin, and he fled the facility, and they threw him in jail, and he committed suicide in jail. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's heavy. And he loved the song? Loved the song. I love the song. And it's funny you say that because I never even considered it from a perspective of, like... It's a recovery people, song. Yeah, it's totally, like, it's great. All right, I'm going to play this song, but only because uh, I think it'll wake me up a little bit. I'm yeah. very tired. All right, it goes. Oh, and my band, Filthiest Nation, is playing at Sidewalk. Uh, this episode will have passed. We're playing on Saturday, but you're not going to be able to see it. It's too late. We're playing three Saturdays ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna start it, no intro. I wanna take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good? Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I wanna be good so bad. I wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this aeroplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand And I wonder would they pay it any mind Leave this busted city far behind I'll take the high road However far it winds 
Because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find And I want to be good so bad want to be good so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had Oh, that's a song. It's a fucking great song. You like this? Song? I really, really like it. You do? And you know I like. Yeah, you do. Tell me if you didn't like it. Yeah, I I'm really sure like you can it. relate to the calling your dad part. <laughs> Dude, it's just really good. Like, where did you write? When did you write that? I like I, the lyrics. I hope they can hear. It. Can they hear it when you play it like that? What the, the lyrics. Fuck do I, know? <laughs> uh, I wrote that song um, like 20 years ago. Really. Or 19 years ago, 18 years ago. It's funny that it still applies. What? Or is it sad? I think both. I want to call my dad. Um, yeah, I don't like calling my dad that much anymore. <laughs> um, but that, it, it was a song that I wrote. Um, Has Nora ever heard it? I don't know. I think Linda's probably, heard it, right? Yeah, Linda, I think Linda, Linda loves that song. No. Um, I think I, I wrote it, I was in a band. And uh, a buddy of mine who's now an incredibly successful corporate lawyer um, was so passionate about being good, you know, and he, and, and we, we were just talking one night. He was probably drunk and I was probably stoned and we were saying how we wanted to be good so bad. And, uh, and then we wrote it together. His name's wow. Justin. Yeah. And he didn't even really need to be good. He was already pretty good, huh? No, he was all fucked up. And he's a corporate lawyer now? Now he made partner in one of the biggest firms in the world. Is he in Manhattan? He lives in Long Island. Do you ever talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while. Have you ever told him to listen to Dopey? Does he know the song? Play him this episode. Tell him to listen to this episode when we release it. He knows the song. Yeah, well, tell him to listen to this episode when you release it, because he's part of it. Would he think that's weird? No, he would love that. This guy, I want, I want to tell you the story about this guy. I think he's probably, he's an alcoholic, but he's a functional alcoholic. Yeah. Um, he, um, when I met him, all he wanted to do was be in a band and be like a successful musician. And he had dreams of being in like a, having a reggae band and going to Burlington and just playing reggae music and, and being in a reggae band. And um, then uh, we were playing, we would rehearse in Porchester. Uh, and we put these guys in the band that I went to college with. And one of the guys had this really hot girlfriend from France who was an au pair. And she had a friend from Switzerland who was an au pair. And Justin met this au pair from Switzerland and just, like, fell in love with her. You know, and the next thing anyone knew, um, he was just, he wanted her to be his girlfriend so badly. Uh, and then he started to take her out and, like, whatever and and then they started dating and then um she moved in with him uh he got her pregnant and uh he was like his job was uh he was like a title closer or something he would like i don't even remember he would go around to buildings and make sure that the titles were in the right name and yeah it was a weird little job and then after his his girlfriend got pregnant 
he got a job at UPS, yeah. like as a night something or other, yeah. like a manager. And he was like, fuck this. He, he's one of the smartest people I ever met. And he was like, I'm going to go to law school. So he starts studying for the LSAT while he's the night manager at UPS, aces it, gets into Fordham Law, graduates top of his class. Uh, they have two kids. He gets the job at this firm. Works 65 hours a week. Now he's a partner at this firm. And uh, now they have four kids. They just bought a new With house. With that same au pair? Yeah. This is a been, great story. They've been married for, uh, I don't know, 15 years probably. And um, he Justin descends from the Mayflower. So he's like an 18th generation American or something. And his wife is Swiss. So their kids are first generation Americans. Huh. Isn't that a great story? It's yeah, like the American dream. It is. Justin is, uh, but he, he's an alcoholic. But he, he's very successful. Yeah, he might not be an alcoholic. I've I, he's never diagnosed himself as alcoholic, so he's probably not an alcoholic. But I'm just trying to make it apply to Dopey a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a great story, right? It's a great story. Did that song wake you up? Yeah, a little bit. So here we are, Dopey episode. What are we at? 25 or something? Who knows? All right. So let's do uh, – should we read another email? Yes. Okay. All right. Email. This email is from – this person explicitly asked to change his name. So we could just do his first name, but I'm going to change the whole name. Is his name Clive Parker? Well, who's Clive Parker? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, we'll say Freddie mm-hmm. in honor of Francis. Okay. okay, so this email is from Freddie. But it's not really from Freddie. It's not really from Freddie. Say it's from Francis. It's from Francis. Yeah, it's from okay. Francis. Uh, and he said, fellas, I've thought about emailing you guys a few times, and each time I forgot to do it. My short-term memory isn't what it used to be. So I'm typing this while listening to two new episodes. Yes, I was happy to see new episodes after the recent drought. But I can't listen to you fuckers go on about no one sending email to you guys. So here you go. Before I go on, I'm listening now, and here are a few highlights. I love the shtick conversation. Drug stories on TV. Something is wrong with Chris. Now a bunch of great Sopranos stories. Do you call veins noodles? Burnt urine smell in the girl's face. Never went back. What the hell is that? NA chicks with the little edge. What is this? What are you Wallet about? with the chain. Anarchist cookies. I think he's just writing pieces of an episode he was listening to. And he said, okay, back to my email. I've listened to every episode. I only found you guys a month ago and have binge listened. I've turned on a few friends and they've all thanked me. Why? It's like listening to stories and conversations we would have. Except we've all lived or heard one another's stories and it's great hearing all new stories, which we can scarily relate to. By the way, it sounds like Chris is pulling a 10-foot bong in the background. It's my vape. I'm 42, live in North Jersey, and have some stories of my own. The partying started in high school, then five years in San Diego during my college years. Five years in college. He was a partier. Uh, Lots of fun, I think. Freshman year going to Tijuana, hauling farmers back across, uppers, downers, all-arounders. Sophomore year moved to Mission Beach and stayed there. See, I thought he actually was hauling farmers. Like Mexican farmers, he was bringing to California for work. Yeah, but he meant farm, farm, pharmaceuticals. Yes, yeah, I didn't make that connection. No, no. Anyway. But he could have hauled farmers and farms. Yeah. Um, 
Sophomore year, moved to Mission Beach and stayed there. You know, at Fish, if you want pills, you say, who's got my farmies? Yeah? Yeah. You ever said farmies? No. Actually, I had one. I've heard it. I never Dude, said it. Dude, who's got my farmies? My farmies. Who's holding my molly? <laughs> what are some other new slangs for drugs? Uh, they, they called, when I was in Boston, I relapsed. I bought dope, and they call it dog food. You ever heard that? I don't want to hear that. Yeah. That's the worst thing. I've and this heard. is like, but why would cop like on the street in like the ghetto? So like. Dog food? Why do they call it dog food? I don't know. Food? Dog food? I never heard it. You got I don't dog like food? That. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that story. What? Eh, it's, what? It's, it's a waste of time. What? My friend uh, had his, his father was a drug dealer. And his father always told him that if he got strung out on heroin, that they would take him out tie him to a tree and leave water and dog food there and leave him there for days. And he was like a legit drug dealer. And like, that was his like consequence. If he did dope, that's his kick. That's, that's his, his kick. That's is that his cure? Is that he's going to be sick out in the woods tied, tied to, to a, a tree, tree with dog food and water. Should that happen? No, but he used to tell me that's so what they would like. They'd scare him by saying that. And he became a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> What are the best names that you've heard anyone call dope? Um, the best, and I think I've mentioned this on Dopey, the best branding I've ever seen on a bag was Law & Order Criminal Intent. That was what the was actually the real brand from the, like the show was on every bag. I thought that was pretty cool. But what about just nicknames? What of your dealers called dope? Diesel, D. Um, dope. Uh, Chiva. And there's boy and girl. Do you people call it Chiva? Chiva and Karga. Chiva and Karga. That's like a Southern California. That's like a Southwest. Brown. Show. Yeah. Tar. Boy is dope. Girl yeah. is dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best, by the way, I'm just remembering. Best, well, top five best drug addict scenes in a movie is the movie Rush. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't think so. Here, pause. Pause. Wait, the wait. Show. What is Rush? Just pause the show. Wait. Just pause you really the want show. me to do that? All right, we're pausing this so I can watch this thing from Rush, and then we'll come back and talk about it, and then finish Francis's email, who was very nice to email us. So hold on one second, Dopey Nation. Hello. <laughs> you try some of this righteous stuff. You feel unnecessary. All right, let's read this email. We're finishing the email. That's How right. are you feeling right now? Well, it was just, I don't know, dude. Talk Probably like it. how you're feeling. Satisfaction guarantee. It just basically, he showed me a six-minute clip of people shooting dope. They're and in, talking about it. Well, it's it's a classic movie from the 80s called 91, Rush. 91, it said. From 1991 called Rush with Jason Patrick and Jennifer Jason Lee, where they play... Uh, narcs in Texas trying to catch Dwayne Allman or Greg Allman uh, as the big dealer in the town in Texas. And uh, obviously these two cops catch a habit. Yeah. Well, that actually isn't like unheard of. That's happened I'm many sure it's times. happened a billion times. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go back to this email. Satisfaction <laughs> guarantee. Uh, be cool as the other side of your pillow. You want to walk out of here? You're going to fix. 
What did he say? Are you going to feel unnecessary? I'm going to make you feel all unnecessary. <laughs> like you're floating on a cloud of titties. <laughs> all right. So does it trigger you? No, I'm good. No, no, no. Honestly. Yeah, it was a little bit. And what does it feel like when you get triggered? It, what triggered me, it's funny. The part that triggered me actually was after the guy shoots up and it's right – this was like it was always was my thing. It was right after he shoots it. It's not actually when he starts like when you see in like five seconds where it's hitting him. It's right after he finishes it because that was always my favorite time. It was right Before after – Before you feel it? It was right after I injected it. Because you knew I pulled, it was coming. I pulled the syringe out. I put my thumb you know, where the hole was. I wouldn't bleed and it would be holding that hole like you know, and it would be like – it was more with coke than dope and it would be like – it's coursing through my veins and it's going to hit me in three to five seconds. That was my favorite part. I don't know why. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dave's worked. You're pretty worked up yourself. <laughs> I can see it. No, it's just like <laughs> I'm not. Did you make a bad decision like that? <laughs> yeah. It was a dumb, I, I like it when that guy talks. Yeah. He's it funny. He's good. Feel that's why you were showing me. Yeah, <laughs> there was some blowback from yeah, that. Yeah, I just I, I forgot that it is very triggery clip. Yeah, you know it's crazy. Let's get back to Francis's email and wrap this episode up. Hold on, Try to, can you do the invitation? Satisfaction guaranteed. Make necessary. It's so funny because I have a friend who Dave knows who goes to meetings and he always says satisfaction guaranteed. And like he says it in context to recovery stuff, which is really funny. I never, I never understood the significance of it. And he has lung cancer. Yeah, he's got lung cancer. Um, okay, some smoking. Maybe I don't know. Well, he hasn't smoked in a while. Anyways, let's get back to the thing. Okay, so we're gonna finish Francis's email. He said, "I'm 42. I live in North Jersey. Oh, we read all that." Sophomore year, moved to Mission Beach and stayed there for the rest of my time in San Diego. After freshman year, flew with my friends from home, moved out west, and we tore it up, and it went on from there. I'd welcome the opportunity to call in or come in person, maybe with one of my good friends of 25-plus years. We could share a few stories in advance if you want to hear them, some crazy shit and no bullshit stories. I would need to change names around, including my own. Among my group of good friends, some have stopped using completely, some have slowed down, and some are still at it. You guys have not peaked or plateaued. If you guys did just a little promoting, I bet you'd see your numbers skyrocket. Knowing how many addicts and recovering addicts are out there, plus it's just funny, mind-blowing shit you guys are talking about. I'm guessing your listeners can either relate, like me, or it's so foreign and intriguing to people who haven't experienced it. If interested, I could help structure the show a bit if you want the help. Don't over-engineer, but a few different segments could be interesting. Or just keep rapping and telling great stories and we'll be listening. I was telling a good friend of mine about Chris and Rehab, grabbing fruit off the lawn to make some jungle juice. Junkie and genius, a surprising common combo. Did he? I think he just called me a genius. Junkie and genius. What do you think of that? <laughs> Junkie. <Satisfaction laughs> Junkie and genius, a surprising combo. Crafty ass crackheads, like Chris in the cigarette foil, like paper pipe. I've definitely smoked out of something made of paper or cardboard. Gots to do what you gots to do. Keep it real, boys. And if you read any of this in the air, I'd appreciate it if you change my name. Let me know if you want. To talk about me, let me know if you want to talk about me being a guest or helping out more broadly. I work in NYC. I'm married with three young kids. My life has changed a lot in the past five years for the better. Adios, amigos. Francis. 
It's a nice email. It is a nice email. And then we responded to him, and he responded again. Oh, you should write what you wrote to him. It's funny. Read oh, yeah, yeah. You want me to read that shit? Yeah. So I responded to him, and I said, what the fuck did I say? I said, hey, Matt, thanks for the email. We've gotten a few over the past couple days. I guess our incessant nagging paid off. Your feedback was helpful. We are realizing there's an endless amount of content for the show, so I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. We are definitely going to read your email. I used his first name, didn't I? I got to bleep that out. We are going to... I said Francis. Did I? Okay. We are definitely going to read your email, and we will make sure you... Or maybe you did. (laughs) Yeah. Which is his first name, anyway. Uh, I'll bleep it out. We are definitely going to read your email, and we will make sure to change the name. Dave is in Disneyland at the moment, so it will be another 10 days or so before we put it up. Disney World, actually. Oh, yeah. We're always looking for guests and would love to have you on. It's not a ritzy atmosphere or anything, so don't be expecting a recording studio. Generally, Dave is decked out in his old man pajamas before we even start. It's the kind with stripes and buttons, like wearing a suit to go to sleep. Then he stuffs his face with cookies and has the audacity to take shots at me. However, I manage the email account so our real fans get to know who the real moron is. Anyways, take care, man. Hey, and that seems like a cheap shot against me. <laughs> and uh, let's get you on the show. And then I said, you want to read it? The last line right there? Feel free to friend me <clears throat> on Facebook or whatever. Whatever. Just whatever. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you, Francis, for the email. And then he responded and said some other stuff. Then he complimented you on your email. He did. Yes. Francis seems to be up your up your you seem to have uh what is it, hooped Francis? <laughs> I recruited somebody. We'll what team was the up word? against you if you come. Hooping. You've hooped Francis. That doesn't make any sense. Well, he's up your butt, is what I'm saying. Okay. No? I think he just realizes my genius. Yeah, but he doesn't remember that in the story where you try to smoke heroin out of a Cigarette paper. He that said it he didn't can work. relate to that. He can. He's I think, from but Francis made it work. You didn't. Yeah. Oh, this is a, wow. We've been. We've plow- gone through. We've been plowing. Satisfaction guarantee. Been all necessary. Maybe all necessary. <laughs> I, I, I swear, like I can will myself to a state of high, just by doing that guy's voice. Yeah. Make you feel like you floated on a cloud of titties. <laughs> One time, um, I I had this job. It's, this isn't going to mean anything to you because you don't know who this guy is. Jimi Hendrix had a drummer named Buddy Miles. Um, I love Buddy. You know Buddy Miles? No. Jimi Hendrix had a drummer named Buddy Miles, and um, when I first, I, I when I was first professional i had gotten a job where i was making a music show and uh we had to go uh, i wanted to interview buddy miles and uh and shoot his show and put it on my show yeah. so we went to see him play and he played uh i think in the west village and i was fucking high as shit on dope and uh we get there and he won't let us interview him for a little while and when we finally get in there Buddy Miles is as high as the dude in Rush. And he's talking like that. <laughs> and I'm just as high as him. And the two of us are fucking high as shit on heroin. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and, but we, we didn't get high together. And, we, and it was just fucking... Ugh, what a mess. Is that a good story? Yeah. 
Is it? Yeah. Does it make you feel all unnecessary? No. Do you find that story cool as the other side of your pillow? Yes. You just wanted to say that. That's what he says. I know. It made me feel all unnecessary. <laughs> um, I was listening to... Uh, see, that even triggers Chris. I could see it on his face. When I do my dope voice... It, See, this is why our podcast isn't really about recovery, is it? Because I've taken you to a horrible place. I can take myself to a horrible place. Well, why don't you uh, give us some of your proselytizing? I wonder if my proselytizing, I actually know what you mean. Um, no, I'm wondering what the last time I've been like thoroughly, like viscerally, like triggered, like craving something. It's been a while. I told the you about The obsession is gone. Did I tell you about the time that I found... I told you about the time I found Klonopins in the house. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You want one? No. I threw them away. I was just joking. I was joking. I threw them down the toilet. You shouldn't have made me do the fourth episode, because this is taking us to bad places. It's good, though. Turn it around. Give us some recovery at the end. What do you want to hear? I want to hear something. I got to speak at a high school next week. You're going to feel to a bunch of, uh, Not even high school. Well, it's like high school. What is it? It's like a high school where really smart kids go to take college-level courses. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. I asked him. I was like... You should play the my, clip from Rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend works in uh, the counseling department there, and I was like... Should I just blow them away? <laughs> and he's like, no, don't do that. What are you going to talk about? And I'll, I'll stick to like just the feelings and what it was like early on. And then I'll glaze over the depravity, the stuff that we discuss on the show. You know what, um, what I think could have been a real indicator to me or my parents that I was an addict is that every time we'd go to a restaurant, you know, like, you know, they give you the basket of bread. I would eat the whole basket of bread every time. Like, I'd butter each piece. And I eat still eat the whole basket of bread. With the butter? Yeah. The I butter thing. olive oil. I like it when there's vinegar. I love vinegar and olive oil. But don't you think that's an attic thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually. You know, my, my, and he, my, my sponsor said he heard this on Radiolab. This woman was saying... What's Radiolab? It's just another podcast thing. This woman was actually saying that Do she... Do you think on another podcast they're saying... I heard somebody on Dopey say. <laughs> <laughs> this woman believed, who was, she was like a PhD, that addicts were actually like the highest form of evolution for a period because when we were like basically like nomadic and stuff like that, that when we found berries, we fucking ate all the damn berries like your basket of bread. So what and are you we saying? Were saying that – we were the most apt to survive because we were just like so driven by like pleasure. Do you know what I mean? That when we found something, we would hoard it all. And then man crushed grapes and we just started dying. That's interesting. You know what I mean? It's a good little thing, little theory. But that doesn't make sense because a lot of the theories on why certain ethnicities have higher rates of alcoholism is because they've been around longer and we've been able to just die off. What about... um? DMT coming from the uh, chemistry of a dead brain or a dying brain. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, when you die, you secrete a lot of DMT. Is that true? I've heard that. I've also heard when you do inversions in yoga that you release DMT. The Bufo Elvaris frog releases DMT from its glands. You what can is that? actually Some kind of uh, Amazonian tree frog. Yeah, and you can actually order a live one online, and they'll ship it to you overnight, alive in Have a you box. Done that? No. 
<clears throat> that seems like something you would do. I need to eat the frog. Actually, it's funny. I had a friend who smoked one of the frogs. I guess it died, and they like ground it up and smoked it. It didn't do anything. Did you hear that Keith Richards snorted his father's ashes? No. He did. Really? Yeah. He said it in his book. You remember that dude, Brayton? Yeah, I do remember Brayton. You think he's alive? I think it's 50-50 on that one. I met a guy who knew him. His health was declining. I met a guy who knew him. Um, he got pissed at Boris. But this isn't this isn't show stuff. No, I don't know. Is it? Tell him about it. Who is this guy? He was friends with Keith Richards. He'd always talk about. Oh, Keith was Richards. he? Yeah. Anyway, that's Toby. Another another not. Was this the same episode? That I'm sorry. I said? Did you play the guitar in this one? Yeah, you yeah. did. That was good. You want to end with the one line? Let's do one more verse on the way out. No. Just say it. Come on, man. It was good. You're going to do it on your show. Just end it with one thing. I'll no, hold your cigarette for this, you. I already played the song. I know, but I, it's like start it and end with it. No. Stop. Just sing it. No. Come on. No. All right. Do it. All right. All right. Uh, write an email. Write a review. Uh, if you think the show is garbage, don't be afraid to tell us. Yeah. We can handle it. Actually, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you handle it? I could. You wouldn't care? No. All right. Good night. All right. Toodles. <laughs>